girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Welcome, Ben. Welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. It is great to have you here with me. And I'm so excited to be here with you and grateful we're going to have some fun today. I know, I know. It's like, I feel like you're a brother to me and have watched you in your influencing and your growth in your business and how you show up in the world. And I've got to hang out with you and your fiance and have dinner and get to know you on a personal level as well as a professional level. So nice to see you. So I want to hear, I want to introduce, as I introduce you to my Girlfriend Doctor community and my audience here in the Girlfriend Doctor show, talk a little bit about your journey. I mean, your personal story story is really powerful. Thank you. And yeah, I agree. It's been so great getting to know you and hang out with you. And you've been a huge influence and inspiration in my life and my work. So what an honor to be here with your awesome audience. My story is from pain to purpose to promise, you know, following a standard American diet here, which is very toxic. It's really a stupid American diet. And the acronym is appropriate, SAD. SAD. I was growing up here in Miami Beach, Florida, bad lifestyle, toxic lifestyle from the friends I was hanging around, the drugs I did, addiction to food, video games, just really a poor lifestyle. And this transferred into my adulthood where back in 2008, I found myself being a 24-year-old obese man, weighing 250 pounds, felt horrible, physically obese, but also mentally obese and mentally bankrupt, depressed, suicidal, looking for ways to end my pain and my suffering and actively actually exploring suicide because I was tired of crying every day. I was tired of being in that space. Every time I explored suicide, Anna, the first thought that came to my mind was what would happen to my mom? Like, what is she, what kind of devastation would she have to deal with if I took my life? But it was a vicious cycle of months of it, looking for ways to end my life, thinking about my mom, stopping myself back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, uh, a friend of mine, my best friend, gave me a book. And this book was incredible. I mean, it opened up a whole new world to me because one book led to five books, led to 20 books. And I just became obsessed with uh, studying authors like Dr. Wayne Dyer and Bob Proctor and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and Earl Nightingale and Lisa Nichols. I mean, these authors opened up a whole new world to me and they did, uh, the books did a lot for me, but the number one thing that the books did for me, and I think this is very important for every single human being, the books helped me take ownership and responsibility over my circumstances for the first time in my entire life. In that instance that I said, I am responsible, which our greatest ability is our responsibility, When I declared responsibility, I instantaneously became the victor of my future and I stopped being the victim of my past. So I stopped blaming my- (laughs) I mean, just wow. Like the whole concept 
ownership and responsibility, ownership and responsibility of your path, of your health, of the life course that you were on. And I know that didn't happen overnight and that didn't transition overnight. So these inspiration, these are all motivational speakers. I know some of them personally, Elisa Nichols is a friend and I love her work and so amazing and motivational. And so these like spoke to your soul. They tugged at my heartstrings. They did. And I decided to make changes as a result. And when you take responsibility, it's almost impossible to say those words, declare those words, I am responsible and still be angry and miserable. So for me, that was the case. I started to exercise, eat better, started to think about the thoughts I was having on a daily basis. And I went through this entire transformation. I went from 250 pounds down to 170 pounds. 34% body fat down to 6% body fat. Wow. Finally, I carved out a physical six pack. Not that that is synonymous with good health, but it was always a desire of mine. But the most important thing that I achieved during the transformation was a mental six pack. I started to understand how important those thoughts are. And that was 14 years ago. I've been learning a lot ever since and studying, and I became certified as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and released some books and all that. And so that is my story. And I'm, I'm grateful that I went through that pain because out of that pain came the promise and the purpose. I love it. And so how tall are you, Ben? Six, two and a half. Six, two and a half. 250 pounds. That's, that's hard to visualize. That's hard to visualize on you, knowing you only at this level. Right. And for me, I was well over 240 pounds at one point when I stopped weighing. I'm five foot eight. And so that like, again, like I kind of have these, a lot of parallels and understanding. I remember in med school, one time a physician said to me, the urologist, like one of the things that I learned from this urologist, he said, Anna, you're the only one who can upset yourself. And I said, oh no, my you know, boyfriend can piss me off. No, he <laughs> said, you choose how to react. That's it. Ownership. It is your choice how to react. But now empowering your physiology helps with willpower to make those changes. So what were some of your first, you took ownership, claimed responsibility, I am responsible, and then what? And then I just started moving my body. Uh, I started exercising. I started eating better, eating more whole foods. Now, I didn't follow any, any particular diet back then. As a matter of fact, the way that I did it wasn't really the most healthy way because although I lost the weight, I wasn't healthy. I was one of those fit, sick people. I still had digestive issues and acne and brain fog. So it took me years to really figure out what health looked like and felt like. But for me, it was getting my body moving, eating more nutritious whole foods. And then along the way, you start to figure things out. And it doesn't have to be a big change. It could just be a small little step you take today that you didn't do yesterday and you build off of that. And that's what I did. And eventually you progress, you learn more, you experiment, you see what works for you, what doesn't work for you, you discard what doesn't work for you and you just keep pushing forward. And I still do that to this day. And you know, this one thing, the quote that comes to my mind, this old um, Arabian proverb that says, when you have your health, you have a thousand wishes. When you don't have your health, you have but one. Right. Right. Yeah. Health is your greatest asset. It's everything. Yeah. And I've had a, a, one of my clients in magic menopause early on, she goes, Dr. Anna, someone said that I look so healthy. And she goes, that is the best compliment I could receive. And I couldn't agree more. It is. I mean, we live in this physical body that carries our soul, right? And once we pass away, the soul moves on, but you know, the body is here to kind of act as an apartment or a house for the soul. So we want to live here in this beautiful earth as long as possible. And it's the way you treat your body, the foods you give it, the thoughts you think, all of that will result in how long and how, how much quality your life is as you live on this amazing, amazing earth that we live on. 
Mm-hmm. And I love that. And biblically, you know, it says that our body is the temple of our spirit. And when we look at that word temple, it's actually cathedral. Our body is the cathedral of our spirit. And thinking about our body as energy, like so the soul passes on, energy never dies. Right. Right. Energy never dies. There's a different energy. And that's one thing as a hormone specialist, I always say we only have begun to understand hormones because hormones are energetic molecules and they interrelate so much. And in my studies as an OBGYN, looking at all the reproductive hormone, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, studying this, fine tuning it, you know, all to say that realize it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones, right? The path you stumbled on. And some of the most powerful hormones, insulin, creating yeah. insulin sensitivity from a state and a lifestyle that we are inundated with here in America, specifically, especially is insulin resistance. So now then you got on to this healthy kick, this lifestyle, and ended up in the keto camp. You guys, his <laughs> platform, you got check out keto camp spelled with K. K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P, Keto Camp. And so how did you transition into this keto lifestyle and, and what, like we are in alignment? I would say yeah. it's not just a good idea in menopause and beyond, but it's mandatory. It's mandatory yeah. with flexibility, with flexibility. So very important. Yeah, we're both very similar because we're not dogmatic about it. We use it as a tool, one tool in the shed. But if you use it the right way, like the way you teach it, it is such a powerful tool. I mean, when we think about, insulin resistance and type two diabetes and obesity in America. There was that study that came out in 2018 from the university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill that showed about 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. And and they reviewed thousands of patients in that study, about 10,000 total. And they found that only 12% of Americans are actually metabolically healthy. So ketosis, keto, the way we teach it is such a powerful way to, to teach people's metabolism to go back to that natural state of switching back and forth between burning sugar and burning fat, which is what we want to do. So for me, I didn't discover keto until 2013. At that point, I was actually transitioning away from a plant-based diet. I was a 100% vegan plant-based diet for a year and a half. And you know what? In the beginning, it was great. Mm -hmm. I think it could be a great short-term tool, but eventually it caught up with me and I just felt off. Hormones were off. Soreness from, excessive soreness from workouts, brain fog. I just didn't feel great. And then I started to get into ketosis and intermittent fasting and it made a lot of sense to me. It was super fascinating, still is. And I transitioned from a vegan diet to a ketogenic diet. And I started to explore different avenues for that. That's a huge (laughs) flip. That's such a huge flip. You're right, because I went from eating like tempeh and natto and all these plant-based burgers to eggs and steak, and it was a completely different shift. But I felt amazing, and I started to learn a few things about keto and then eventually got into more of what I call keto flexing, which is uh, going in and out of ketosis, similar to what you teach, Anna. Well, and I think that's so true. It's what I found in working in the space, like we are journeying with our clients and learning from them and, and be, where I created menu pause, the five different menu plans, right? One is a plant-based vegan menu plan and another is a carnivore menu yeah. plan. And then just, I think that rotation, rotating 
and like you call it keto flexing, right? Keto flex and your book, keto flex. You guys, you guys got to get his book. Definitely get Ben Azadi's book, keto flex. I mean, so Thank much you. wisdom in that. And it's great to share and to pass on and to just exceed this information into those that are around you. Because when we're doing this in a community, when other people are understanding, okay, we're not crazy. Honestly, this is going to bring light and energy it is powerful. And I, and I say this from a place of, of being in menopausal health and being in health for really my entire life and working with other fitness and nutritional trainers. And they're like, oh, we can't recommend keto for our patients. It's against our clients because it's against our philosophy. And I'm like, wait till you're over 50 or wait till you hit <laughs> your 40s or mid 40s and 50. You're going to see it's not just a good idea, but it's it's mandatory. And then the flexibility, if we get stuck, like you got stuck in plant-based and vegan, yeah. it worked and then it didn't. It's that, it's that bell curve and mm -hmm. carnivore, it works and then it doesn't, you know? And so you have to change things up. And so you you said the word metabolic flexibility. I want you to define what that is and how that works and give an example of how you use it in your programs and your teachings. Absolutely. So when we think about the 50 to 70 trillion cells in this amazing human body, there's pretty much two energy sources. Either the cells are burning glucose and sugar, or they're burning fatty acids and using ketones. That's, those are only two main options, right? The 88% that I referenced that are metabolically unhealthy in America, but not just America, the world, they are stuck as sugar burners. When I was obese, I was a sugar burner. So how do you know you're a sugar? Yeah, you too, Anna, of course. And, and stressed, you know, and stressed. Then we're a sugar burner too with cortisol. That's right. Yeah, and you have to, it's not fun being a sugar burner because you have to eat every two to three hours to get glucose up in the body and the brain. Your glucose levels crash after eating a meal. And eventually you could develop insulin resistance. And that is commonly seen as frequent urination, dryness in your mouth, you're thirsty all the time. Even things like brown patches by your armpit area and skin tags could also be a result of insulin resistance. But the goal is to get away from being stuck as a sugar burner, which is highly inflammatory because your mitochondria within your cells, which are these energy power plants that do a lot, the mitochondria could use glucose or it could use fat and ketones. But when it's only using glucose, it creates a lot of reactive oxygen species, oxidative stress. So for your audience, and I know you talk about this a lot, but the analogy I'll give is if you bite into an apple and leave that apple on the counter, come back 10 hours later, it's going to turn brown. That's similar to what's happening at a cellular level, oxidative stress. When a cell is burning glucose, the mitochondria cannot keep up with the oxidation that is created from the ATP, the, the gasoline of the cell, the energy currency. But when you switch over to burning fat and ketones, what happens is the ketones signal to the mitochondria to protect yourself, duplicate the mitochondria, and relieve some of this excess free radicals produced from the ATP which is awesome because it lowers inflammation and you're lowering glucose and insulin at the same time, which is going to help with a lot of these metabolic conditions. But we don't stay in ketosis forever. To Anna's point, I, I'm not a fan of any diet long-term. It's a new problem we have. You always talk about the chicken salad, right? Anna, eating the same <laughs> chicken salad every day. We want to rotate, sure. create hormesis, create adaptation, because when you force adaptation through dietary changes, Good cells get stronger, bad cells don't adapt. So with ketosis, what we have nowadays 
in America is a keto deficiency. Burning fat is our natural birthright. Babies that are born into this world and breastfed naturally go in and out of a state of ketosis because that breast milk is full of saturated fat and cholesterol. Yes, there's glucose and sugar in there, but that baby is so efficient at burning down the sugar it goes in and out of ketosis, which helps the development of that baby's brain. So it's a natural process. Keto is not a diet. It's a metabolic process that we want to tap into and use the right way. Yes. And I just thinking, because, you know, I'm a new grandma, grandmama. That's right. Uh, yeah. Gigi, Teta, Avo. I haven't figured out my grandma name yet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and just uh, trying to redefine what that means, right? Disrupt menopause, disrupt the imagery of, of what a grandma looked like to me in my brain, because I never knew my grandparents. They were dead before I was born. My mom only lived for a year of my daughter Amanda's life. And so, and she was sick and on oxygen, diabetes and heart disease. And mm -hmm. so there's like, okay, we can't go there. And these are great genes to have. Yes, I have diabetes and heart disease genes. Those are survivor genes. Those are powerful warrior genes. And I recognize that those are leadership genes. And I want people to hear that because when you have a family history of diabetes or heart disease, you think, oh, well, I'm just going to be on medication. I'm like, uh-uh. That is lifestyle. That is lifestyle. And what you said, just like we are designed to bump in and out of ketosis. And if we're not exercising that flexibility, then we become metabolically inefficient, stalled. We become inflamed. We have swollen ankles. We have brain fog, moodiness, irritability, mood swings, terrible time with our menstrual periods as women and a terrible mm -hmm. time with perimenopause and menopause. And fertility is a whole nother issue. So these genes can work for us or against us. And I think we have to change. Like I have to change the way a grandma looks in my mind. I have to change the way we look at diabetes and heart disease, family history. Whatever family history we have, we have to look at that because really 99% can be modified to our advantage with rare exception. So can I add to that real quick, Anna? It's, it's so important and powerful what you just shared because we, our genes are not our destiny. Sure, you have these genes that you're born with and you cannot change the genes you, that you inherited, but you have, Anna just said, 99% control over the expression of your genes. And that's according to some legitimate research out there, especially from Dr. Bruce Lipton. And I remember Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a world-renowned cell biologist, and he wrote the book, Biology of a Belief. When I was interviewing him a couple of years ago, he was sharing with me that they wanted to determine where the intelligence of the cell is in the body. They, so for years, they thought it was your DNA. You know, that's where the intelligence, mm -hmm. everything happens there. That's the blueprint. So what, what they did, and, the, and it was duplicated and, and verified, Bruce Lipton removed the DNA nucleus from a cell, from many cells, and the cells actually functioned for up to two months and sometimes longer before it went rogue, which means, well, maybe it's not the DNA. So then they removed the cell membrane and then boom, instant death. So it's actually the membrane, that lipid bilayer made up of protein, saturated fat, and cholesterol that communicates with the DNA to turn on genes and turn off genes. And the best part about this, we have 99% control over this communication process through our lifestyle behavior. So it's so empowering to understand that. And I love that. And I love just kind of visualizing too the cell membrane, this that barrier, that protective barrier boundary between other cell membranes. And when that starts to break down, leaky membranes, that's mm -hmm. at that cellular level, right? Just at that cellular level, that's when you have inflammation. That's when you have metastasis. That's when a good neighbor doesn't communicate with the, you know, or, or bad neighbors don't communicate and you get 
you have enemies, you get metastasis, mm-hmm. you get cancer. And when you have that healthy boundary, it's maintain healthy communication also across the cell membrane, electrolytes, right? Electrolytes flowing in and across the cell membrane for healthy. That's the energy. That's the powerful energy of our cellular function. I always like to look at the cell because, or even down to the smallest components, because we can make change at the smallest point. We're going to have bigger results. And I'm lazy that way. (laughs) then I am lazy that way. I want to make the smallest changes to get the biggest results. Smart. And so the whole concept with going into ketosis and supporting our electrolyte balance, for me, it's with greens and alkalinizers and adaptogens and supporting that magnesium and potassium and sodium and essentially the electromagnetic charge across the cell membrane because healthy, higher vibration that creates a healthy, higher vibration. So I want to talk about in your work too with cell membrane health and cellular health, how do electrolytes and plant-based foods and minerals or supplementation feed into that? Huh? No pun intended. Yeah, it's so important, especially for those who are doing keto, because what happens naturally when you start to lower glucose and insulin with a low-carb, high-fat ketogenic approach you're going to get rid of a lot of excess water weight, which is terrific because it's going to help you look lighter, feel lighter. But there's also this diuresis process where the kidneys loses some electrolytes and minerals too. So especially in the beginning of doing keto, you want to be really diligent with replacing those electrolytes and minerals. That could result in things like the keto flu, which is technically not a keto problem. It's a carbohydrate withdrawal symptom problem. It's a sad fact that we can't get all of our minerals and and supplements or electrolytes, I should say, from food alone, just because our crops are so depleted. Even if you're eating organic, it's just not the same that it was 20 years ago. So supplementation is very smart, like your mighty maca, very smart to use something like that, to get your green leafy vegetables, alkaline, the keto green way that you teach to get your body more in an alkaline state, to get those electrolytes up, quality sea salt. I use magnesium, potassium. I use electrolytes. I use it on a consistent basis. I'll throw in some sea salt into my coffee because coffee could also cause for you to lose some electrolytes. So it's important to do that on a daily basis, especially if you're very active, you want to increase that as well for, to your point, cell membrane and just overall health. Yep. And and too much of anything, right? Too much of anything too long creates some resistance. So I want to talk more about that concept of of switching things up and how you work with people through your keto camp. And you've been doing this keto camp for a while now and you run people through, you know, different, different degrees, different plans, different diet and lifestyle and and empower oxytocin. Another thing I love Mm. about you, Ben, it's a powerful (laughs) hormone oxytocin hormone of love and gratitude and connection and how that's part of your life and your teaching too. Yeah. I've got oxytocin and gratitude right now for you and to be on this conversation with you. Yeah. Let's start there. I mean, that's fundamental, you know, figuring out ways to be in a state of gratitude, which is a vitamin G. It's the greatest, most powerful, most potent vitamin you could ever take. Dr. Joe Dispenza did brain scans on hundreds of his participants who have gone through his courses, seminars, And he has seen on brain imaging scans that when somebody is experiencing gratitude, there's 1,200 different chemical reactions that take place in the body that put the body in a restorative anti-inflammatory state. I mean, how powerful is that? We could get that in a second just by 
being grateful. And there's always something to be grateful for. And what you appreciate, appreciates. And it starts with those thoughts that we have all day long, those 60,000 thoughts it's estimated that we have every single day. Become aware of those thoughts. And are you having what, what's called stinking thinking thoughts or are mm -hmm. you having loving, abundant, healthy thoughts? So when you find yourself being in a negative, fearful state, then switch over to a healthy, loving, abundant state. Write down what you're grateful for. Experience that oxytocin boost as Anna talks about counteracts cortisol, which can be very detrimental when it's chronically elevated. So that's where I would start. Make sure you got those inner sizing thoughts going on before you exercise. And then with my protocol, I have a four pillar approach. There's a lot Wait, of similarities. Did you say inner sizing before exercising? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inner sizing before exercising. That's important because I'm sure you've seen this too, Anna. I've seen so many people do their keto macros right, their intermittent fasting right, their exercise, but they're not doing the inner work and the body doesn't heal. Have you seen the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can be eating the most plant-based great plan and have acidic thoughts, right? Anger, hate, resentment, self-hate, you know, mm -hmm. fighting stress and that cortisol and how that can work against you. And so, I, yeah, I love that inner sizing, but definitely cortisol is an acidifying hormone. Oxytocin is an alkaline hormone in what I, how I relate it physiologically, how it can have that great impact, but you can be doing everything right and still be very, you know, in, in a catabolic state, it's not going to work. Your cell membranes become vulnerable in that mm -hmm. state. Yeah. It's so, it's so true and it's powerful and we have control over that and it's free to change that. And it's not going to happen overnight, but just become aware of those thoughts every single day as you're brushing your teeth. You know, what are you thinking as you're washing dishes, walking your dog? What are you thinking? Because the truth is you are the most influential person that you'll speak to today. It's, it's mm. your conversations that you're having with yourself and you can control that conversation. So the better you get at that, I'm telling you, everything upgrades, whatever dietary philosophy, intermittent fasting you're following, upgrades by default when you get that right. So I start there. And then of course I have my four pillars, which there's a lot of similarities with what I teach and what I've learned from you. So the first pillar is to get the person fat adapted. We've explained what that is, burning fat instead of sugar getting you into ketosis the right way, no symptoms required. And then the second pillar is fast, where we implement intermittent fasting strategies, a little bit of OMAD. It'll vary because that's very important. And then the pillar three is phase, meaning phasing out all anti-nutrients and doing carnivore, which is one of your eating plans in your new book, Menu Pause. Mm -hmm. After that, which should take you about eight to 12 weeks to complete, now you have achieved keto adaptation and metabolic flexibility. And then we start flexing in and out and it'll vary depending if you're a cycling woman versus a postmenopausal woman, a man versus a woman. But we essentially have what I call a keto flex day or two each week where we intentionally up the carbs, flex out of ketosis, and then we could go back in in the following, following day or two. Yeah, I think that's incredibly so valuable. So talk to me about the anti-nutrients and your choice of carnivore in that phase, that third phase. I started to get really interested in carnivore probably like three years ago where I saw all of this uh, anecdotal evidence coming out, like what it did for so many people. And I thought it was interesting. It made a lot of sense that, you know, plants have developed these defense mechanisms. They can't run away or they don't have claws or teeth. So they have to protect themselves. So they have oxalates, phytates, anti-nutrients, et cetera. So it helps to protect them. Right. And that makes sense to me. Right. But I decided to experiment and do 40 straight days of carnivore. But before I did that, the first time I did it, I did a whole bunch of lab work, a comprehensive panel, $3,500 panel, where I got all these markers done. 
Then I did 40 strict days of carnivore. And then I did for, uh, the same lab work on day 40. And I also paid attention to how I felt. I felt incredible. I, I mean, I felt really good. And my lab work transformed. I mean, my C-reactive protein went from 1.1 to 0.5. Homocysteine dropped. A1C dropped a point, fasting insulin dropped a little bit, everything improved and I felt great. So I saw it as a valuable tool, but I don't think, and I know you agree, just because they are anti-nutrients doesn't mean we should run from them or avoid them forever because there, it could be an argument to be made. There could be a hormetic stressor from eating these, but if somebody has leaky gut, then carnivore could be amazing for a short period of time as you work on the liver, work on the gut. And then you start introducing those plant toxins back in and now they benefit you versus what they were doing beforehand. So that's my view on it. I know yours is very similar. Yeah, very similar. And plus in my own experience too. Okay, well, what is the, what's the hype about carnivore and trying to understand how does, how would that work for me as a, a you know, menopausal woman or just me, the end of one. And I did it for a while and actually did great the first week, two weeks and then plateaued, then gained weight. And it mm. was really interesting. Plus then I know, of course, because also just a, a native bias against it, probably because I love my tabbouleh, one of my recipes in menu pause. And I, I love greens and I've incorporate incorporate that in, but also understanding too, that with the longevity, the highest longest lived populations are blue zones, all have a significant amount of plant-based foods in there as well. So that stressor, that variety, those nutrients, the fiber, those are things that help and there are seasons for a reason. So intellectually, I think, okay, that's the winter, you know, that's kind of like a winter plan. What do we do in the spring and summer? Now yeah. let's change things up, challenge things, rotate and keep our, keep our digestive tract from getting lazy and keep challenging it. And I think you're right about that. I also think that our food has been, especially our greens, our farming has been so contaminated with glyphosates mm -hmm. and pest, other pesticides and herbicides and endocrine disruptors that that erodes our digestive lining. So no two spinach leaves are created equal, right? So the same thing, no two cruciferous vegetables are amazing for us, but the soil that grows in the environment, it grows in changes the structure and the benefit to us. And I think keeping that in mind is really powerful. And also looking at lab work and studying lab work and digestive stool analyses and look for gut, you know, microbial diversity as a marker of mm -hmm. longevity and good health, that plant diversity really facilitates that. That's right. Diversity is king. And, you know, changing up your plants, following the seasons, doing something like that will help with the diversity as opposed to following the same diet long-term that could create the opposite effect that we want. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell us some stories of some people that you've worked with in your keto camp. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. I remember Shannon, I actually wrote about her in my book, Keto Flex. She came into the Keto Camp Academy and she had full on type two diabetes. She was on insulin and in 90 days, less than 90 days, she actually got off of her insulin, working with her doctor, of course, monitoring her numbers and she got off of it. She also was almost um, homebound, meaning she couldn't really walk around. She was in a lot of pain and now she's, she was able to walk around, which is like super, she was super happy about that because it was the first time in a long time she could walk around the block and be able to do it without being worried about falling or being in pain. That's one person right there. And then Zippor, who's also, I wrote about in my book, she's Middle Eastern and she lives in California. She's in my program. She didn't have her period for, I believe over two years before she enrolled into my course. PCOS, no period. Within 40 days, she got her period back and eventually reversed her PCOS. And she has almost lost now 100 
pounds. Wow. Like this is what you do. This is how it works. The body's amazing. We just need to do our part, identify the interference and remove it. And those are just two perfect examples right there. I love that because also for fertility, getting into ketosis is mm. very positive, getting keto green and really working on becoming insulin sensitive. That's what we're doing with our clients. We're helping them be empowered to become more insulin sensitive, especially clients with PCOS infertility and early menopause symptoms. We've seen the same thing time and time again. And that again, we are improving longevity. And I think about that client you said with PCOS and mm -hmm. most likely estrogen dominant, especially with a hundred extra pounds, fat metabolizes estrogen. So, you know, it's another organ to produce increased estrogen and can increase the risk of endometrial cancer. So what you've done for that person, you've improved her longevity, decreased her risk of all mortality, but especially to endometrial cancer. And we can look and see patients and see, okay, what are they at risk for and get to these root causes? I mean, the prescriptions we're writing as physicians to control that insulin it's a piece. It's a piece, but it's like, and that insulin's a crutch. You get off crutches, right? When we can, we have to be able to get off crutches and there's no age limit to that. I'm sure you've right. seen some clients in their seventies, eighties, you know, that also come on board. I'm curious about how some older patients as well. Yeah, there's 70 year olds, 80 year olds. And it's, I always hear the same thing from them, right? They enroll and they're like, and I ask them what their goals are. And they say, I want to do X, Y, Z, but you know, I'm 75 years old and it'll take me five years to hit that goal. Right. And I say, well, how old will you be if you don't hit those goals? Right. I mean, it's like, you're still going to, you know, continue on might as well work on something that's going to inspire you. And especially with your health, but the human body is amazing to your point. And it doesn't matter if you're 21 or 91 or 101, it could heal. And it's designed to heal as long as we do our part which is to identify what's interfering with the innate intelligence. And once you determine that, you could work on removing the interference and the bot, the innate intelligence goes to work and starts to put things together. And it's the world's greatest healer and physician. And we have access to that 24 seven, as long as we do our part, no matter how old you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm excited. So what was something that was unexpected that you didn't actually think was going to be a result in working with ketogenic lifestyle and world that you've seen like an additional benefit that may have surprised you? I, it's a great question. I love the, the way I feel mentally when I'm in ketosis. So as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you could relate. You want to do whatever you can to be at peak performance, you know, to be able to look at research and extract it and educate and teach. And it takes a lot of mental bandwidth, doesn't it? So when I'm in ketosis, I feel incredible, especially if I'm fasted and in ketosis, like if I speak on stage, I'm going to be fasted because yes, I just feel, <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't you just feel amazing? So that was uh, something that was unexpected. And I think it's one of the best biohacks for any entrepreneur to utilize fasting and ketosis because it'll put you in a peak state that almost feels spiritual, honestly. Energized enlightenment, energized enlightenment, especially I will say add in that alkalinity factor, get ketosis and alkaline urine pH at the same time. It's like, boom, right? Superpower. And superpower. And I do. And I, one thing we're going to be speaking at paleo effects. I'm excited. Yeah. I will be there together. April 29th, April 29th, uh, 30th and 31st. I'll be speaking on April 29th. Ben, what day are you speaking? I'm not sure yet, but I'll be there all weekend. Uh, April 29th, the 30th and May 1st. I think there's a it's Sunday's May 1st. So it's the Friday, oh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be there all weekend. You're speaking Friday. You're going to crush it. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, for our audience here, guys, you'll be able to join us in Austin. 
Texas live. I'm excited to have a conference again and to see my friends in person and, and hopefully to meet many of you. We'll be having a booth and a book signing. So if you already have a copy of Menu Pods, bring it. I will sign it. We'll also be doing some fun stuff at my booth there. My daughters always run my booth. And so you'll get to see everything the Girlfriend Actor has. So I'll be there and meet Ben and so many great people who are working in health and nutrition and medicine and biohacking and longevity and are on the cutting edge and are on the cutting edge. And it's a really amazing cultivated conference. So Paleo FX, April 29, 30 and May 1. And also probably able to get it virtually. So check that out. Paleo FX 2022 and check out the website and you're probably able to have a virtual ability or be able to get the recordings to stay on the cutting edge. And Ben, also working with you directly, you've got your Keto Camp Challenge. You have your challenge coming up in May. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah. And I just want to just finish your thought on Paleo FX. You know, it's going to be awesome in-person events. You can't substitute that with a virtual so hopefully you can make it. I know Anna wants to see you. I want to see you. It's going to be amazing. So hopefully we can see you there in person in uh, Austin, Texas. I have a cool challenge coming up May 9th, running through May 9th through May 16th. For seven days, we're going to deep dive into my four pillar framework. And I have an entire curriculum I built out. This is the fourth time we've done it. It's going to be the best one ever. There's going to be thousands of participants. And every day we go live in the Facebook group. And we teach for an hour and then we do Q&A for an hour. And then I give you action steps and homework to complete. And then the next day we do the same thing. So we do that Monday through Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. We take a break Sunday and then we finish it off the following Monday. So if you want to learn about that, it's completely free. All you need to do is go to ketocampchallenge.com and that's camp with the K, ketocampchallenge.com. You can learn about it. You can sign up for free. And then if you want to learn more about my online course, it's called the Keto Camp Academy. And, they'll, and I'll give Anna a link to drop in the podcast notes. Awesome. So you guys definitely want to participate in that. And if you miss us at Paleo FX, we will both be at KetoCon. That's right. KetoCon, C-O-N, in July, right? July, July 8th through July 10th in Austin, Texas. Same venue. Yep. Same venue. It's, a, it's another amazing, amazing conference. I look forward to being there with you as well, Ben. Thank you for everything that you do. And tell our audience where to follow you on Instagram because you are so motivational. Like you've got the science down. You've got the motivation part. I mean, it's just fun, fun watching you and interacting with you and connecting with you there too. Thank you, Anna. I feel the same way about you. I, I just love chatting with you all the time and I always have a good time. So I can't wait to see you in person at Paleo FX and KetoCon. So make sure y'all go to that. The last thing I want to leave your audience is let them know that you were built to heal and you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. Don't ever forget that. Mm. I would love to connect with you if you're on Instagram at the Benazadi, same for TikTok. My website is benazadi.com. I have the Keto Camp podcast where the amazing Dr. Anna has been a guest on there twice. <laughs> and then uh, our Keto Camp YouTube channel, but everything can be found over at benazadi.com, which is my website. And thank you, Anna, for allowing me to come and serve your audience today. Oh, no, I love it. I almost let you get away without my favorite part, which is asking you my rapid fire questions. Ah, so, rapid fire. Let's do it. Rapid fire. So with a girlfriend doctor, we have four pillars. We have nourish, shine, awaken, and embrace. Those four mm. pillars. So nourish, what is your favorite thing to eat? Favorite thing to eat? I like red meat. I do. I feel really good with grass-fed, grass-finished red meat. That's my favorite. 
And what about drinks? Do you drink alcohol? What do you feel about alcohol and keto? I, I haven't had alcohol in six years, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I don't drink. If you're going to have alcohol, like a dry farm wine would be great, but I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a poison, right? Your body has to detoxify it. So I don't drink it, but a dry farm wine would be a good idea if you drink. Okay. And Shine, what is a skincare routine that you have to keep you young? Ah, that's a good question. I, I uh, use my red light lamps here. Ah, That's what I use. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, I know I have red light too. I love them. Okay. And so I was wondering, cause I have a new, you know, I have a new house in Dallas and I have red light in my room and I'm like people driving by on the road are going to see my red light. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know they think, Oh my God, what is happening in that house? So anyway, I love it. I love, I love the notoriety of it. Uh, Waken, what are you reading right now? I'm actually, I just finished up Bob Proctor's, he has a seminar he did in the 1988. It's called You Were Born Rich. It's a seminar on Audible and I just finished it for the 30th time. It's life-changing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I would definitely look at that. You Were Born Rich. Bro yeah, Bob and it, it, it's Bob Proctor. It's his seminar though. He has a book, You Were Born Rich, but it's the seminar recording. I'll send you a screenshot so you get the right one. Okay, great. Thank you. And then embrace. So sometimes I ask, and you don't have to answer this one, but what is your favorite sexual position? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good question. That's the first, <laughs> first time I've been asked that on a podcast. Um, uh, well, me, laying, me on my, first. laying on my back and my partner on top. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. And so I know that you are recently engaged. And do you feel that this stage of your health played into your ability to have a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a big part of the, the reason why I went, so I didn't mention this, but when I was going through my depression, it was a result of a breakup four years with my ex-girlfriend. And I think a big result of the breakup was me being unhealthy and hormonally, you know, bad habits. So the fact that I've changed my ways, I do believe it results in a healthier relationship with my current fiance. Yeah. And do you find that the energy that we create in the, I would say the keto green lifestyle, this mag magnetism helps you attract healthier people as well, healthier relationships, healthier people? Of course, your, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So I oh, love that. If, if you're convicted in what you're doing, the keto green way, you're healthy, you're going to find people who are attracted to that, right? So you become the five people around you, right? And that could be the reverse. They could become you as well. So yes. Living this healthy lifestyle attracts you to others who are living this healthy lifestyle. That's why events like Paleo Effects, KetoCon, et cetera, are so great because then you could find like-minded people easily without having to kind of seek them. They'll seek you. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so empowering. It's so different. Also, just a really big emphasis on that to fellow physicians out there. Sometimes I go to medical conferences and we're not healthy. There's like a dark, a dark energy. And of course, you see the, the breakfasts and the lunches and all that stuff that we get too that we're served. So I think we have to shift and look at lifestyle medicine outside of the pharmaceutical industry and the surgical industry and what we're teaching and really am pushing. I'll be speaking also at A4M April 30th, right after Paleo FX and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And I love that group because they're open to it, but there's that push and an awareness that food affects our physiology and our hormones. And there's so much to biohacking and longevity that comes from the inner work that we have to do. 
and how we nourish ourselves. And we don't get it in med school. So we have to get it from somewhere and it's best to get it from the right sources. Many physicians will say, oh, vitamins aren't helpful. And they absolutely are helpful. And food mm-hmm. is medicine. And do, But there's an art to it. There's an art and a practice and a science. So I love what you're doing, Ben. I, I love hanging out with you. There's so much my community can learn from you and we'll continue to collaborate. And maybe I'll show up on your challenge and that will be fun too. So we'll be doing stuff with menu pause and then that'll be a great time to pop into your keto challenge to the ketocampchallenge.com. That's right. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here. For everyone in my audience, the girlfriend doctor, I want to thank you. And remember our four pillars, right? To nourish yourself from the inside out. And that beauty is from the inside out as well. So shining, shining with healthy skin. And that comes from healthy digestion for a glowing complexion, all the fun things that we do too. Awakening our mind to the potential that tomorrow you can be better than today. And it starts right now with the thoughts that you have and the gratitude that you have for yourself, for those around you. For my colleague here, Ben Azadi, who has given his time and energy generously here on the Girlfriend Doctor Show, and then to embrace healthy relationships, to magnetize healthy relationships. And it's really important to me as a single mom, wanting to role model healthy feminine energy and being in a very masculine space all the time. So having a magnetic, energetic, powerful, feminine, masculine energy and the yin and yang of that. It's, it's part of life and passion, and there's no age limit on that. So I want you to achieve that. And from our conversations and from our platform, you will see that getting into this healthy space, transitioning how we eat, how we think, it is the best medicine. So thank you for being here in the Girlfriend Doctor community. Share this episode, rate us wherever you listen to the Girlfriend Doctor show, please rate us. And you can always see this video on my YouTube channel at the Girlfriend Doctor. See you next week. Thank you.